Hi, everyone. This is the Incept Connect podcast. I am John Osberg, growth strategist at Incept in downtown Buffalo, New York. Today, I'm joined by two incredible people, two leaders, two builders of community and commerce in David Gonzalez and Fabio Osorio of Arbol. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. I'm glad to hear this is a new, I like to call out just the obvious. So this is a new configuration for the show. We've been usually in a different way with a table with just one guest. So it's our first try. So as I said, off air, I'm going to say it on air. Thanks for your grace and getting this all coordinated, but glad to have two different individuals, uh, a part of the same cause to be talking about the impact that you're creating at Arbol. Um, and so wanted to first start with just some intros. So whoever wants to start just about yourselves and your path to now, and then we'll jump into what Arbol is all about. Who wants to start? Sure. I'll go for David, it. Come on. So yeah. Um, Ben, David Gonzalez, co-founder, co-CEO CEO of Arbol. Um, path to getting here was was fantastic. I'll take you back to maybe 2019-ish okay. when Fabio and I first met at M&T Bank. Um, we were working on this, there's a project going on at the bank called Unbanked and Underserved. Uh, intention was to reimagine bring banking products and services to underserved communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Fabio and I started to have, uh, some ideas kind of outside of the core projects of the bank, uh, kind of like met up for 30 minutes, uh, in a conference room turned into like 90 and we we're like, man, we got something. Mm-hmm. Took it off to, to nights and weekends. And, uh, you know, I would say over the course of about nine months, kind of like incubated and did some customer discovery that ended up with Arbol. Um, and, uh, you know. What that is, is Arbo is a platform that helps uh, low-income college students uh, persist to graduation through financial community support. Essentially, we're creating, uh, you know, the ability for these folks to uh, pursue economic um, prosperity. And that's something that um, I think some of the old ways of, or the ways that banks are traditionally thinking of this is is um, a little bit outdated. And uh, we have a fresh approach to that. Yeah. Wow. Well said. Well said, David. Thank you. Fabio, how about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I echo everything David said. Uh, when David and I met at MT Bank, uh, you know, we, we hit it off immediately because of our passion for um, supporting underserved communities um, by leveraging our background in finance. Um, but also, we have experienced a lot of the different challenges that first uh, generation college students or underserved college students have experienced. Um, so we have uh, first can experience ourselves having gone through some of those challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was great to come together and uh, collectively work on this effort and generate this idea to support uh, underserved communities. That's beautiful. It's something that, you know, I know when we first connected some weeks, maybe months ago, now time flies, you know, it's something that, you know, for me, someone who's involved in the community a lot, it just candidly, it didn't really, didn't really register with me, right? It's always like, how can we get financial aid, you know, allocated to a student who needs that support? But you don't think about what's happening during the semester, right? So food, transportation, all those inner workings that are part of getting, you know, to graduation from your, you know, day one all the way to that end of year four, depending on what program you're going into. It's not really thought about. So kudos on being opportunistic on that and doing it from from experience, right? Knowing what it's like to go through school where remember we talked about it. It's, it's like do I do this 40 hour job or do I buy my, you know, like, do I keep working or do I drop out? Cause I need to afford the books and all the other things that come with it. So a huge shout out to you guys. And I also just realizing that you got that sweet hat there. Let's say democratize opportunity. <laughs> democratize opportunity. Yes. More about that. What's the, what does that mean to you guys? Yeah. I mean, that's at the very core of what we're trying to do, right? Access to opportunity 
um, I guess let me tell you a little bit about my background Please. to answer that question Please. because so my my family relocated from Peru to the U.S. Uh, with the vision of enabling my brother and me uh, to access uh, quality education, right? What we learned when we moved was that uh, education is uh, accessible here, but it's also uh, costly. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was going to school, despite having a scholarship, and I, looking back, without any scholarship, I don't think I would have been able to to even go to college, and I don't think I'd be sitting here with you guys today. Um, but quickly I realized that I had no money set aside to be able to cover my living expenses, my books, my transportation, my food. Um, so I struggled a lot. And that's accounting for the two or three jobs that my parents had <clears throat> and also working uh, full time while going to school and being an athlete. So um, we realized that those are challenges that impede many, many, many talented individuals mm-hmm. from really accomplishing their goals and, uh, and their full potential. So through Arbol, we're trying to like remove those roadblocks so they can all achieve their full potential, empowering them and see them succeed. Mm. Yeah. yeah, add to that, please, Dave. That's beautiful. Thank you, Fabio. Eric sayings, talent is equally distributed, opportunity is not. And uh, we believe that, um, I mean, firsthand, we've seen so many talented college students just with the customer discovery that we did, looking back at our own time in college, just how many folks are just left behind, that it could just be for the tiniest cost. Um, And that's something that uh, at the core, we really want to be able to address. Um, So that's kind of where democratizing opportunity, we want to be able to give everyone equal access to pursue whatever their dream is, and also reinvigorate kind of the economic mobility that America is really famous for, and uh, really what, you know, Buffalo is famous for, it's our thing. Beautiful. Yeah, so there's two, that the democratize opportunity is a great phrase, but then also, like, I think, the, is it your website? It's growarbol.com, is that right? Yep. So grow, so arbol, right, means tree in Spanish, and so is there, yeah, just curious to learn about the brand ethos a little bit here right. on, while we're on air. Let's hear it, Fabio, come on. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So we came up with a name. Um, so uh, I think you already know this, but I, we are a little bit nerdy. Um, so we, <laughs> so I, am I. We, uh, we were, I think we came across an article about um, trees mm. and how trees uh, are communal species. Mm. Um, so they, they communicate with each other uh, underground through um, a, a network of roots, right, that they develop over time. So they can uh, uh, share nutrients, they can communicate with each other. And I, we, we believe that it really captures the essence of what we're trying to accomplish with, with our bowl. Mm, beautiful, meaningful. So we're talking about at a high level, some of the things that you're working to address in our bowl. Let's get tactical for yeah. those that are watching and listening so that they can, you know, w- you know, my goal here is to really, again, empower the, the two of you with what you're doing with our bowl so that those that are listening and watching can really like plug in and get connected and start creating some impacts, whether it's just sharing the good word about what you're doing or getting involved financially or mentor. So that sounds great. So so we've talked a lot about the higher end, you know, higher end kind of overview looking points of, of what you're trying to accomplish through Arbol. Let's get more tactical, if you will, in the nuts and bolts um, so that those that are listening and watching can, you know, plug in almost immediately and get involved with uh, with what Arbol is trying to accomplish. Sure. So there's two pillars to, to Arbol's business. Uh, the first is finance. So through finance, we build financial capability for students by providing them basic financial literacy. Um, think uh, out of each semester, 
we enable, uh, we work with each college student to be able to establish a budget. Um, that's for the first time for many of these students that they actually see on paper what they have to spend their money on, how much they actually need. And that's a good first step to be able to uncover, hey, it cost me 5000 per semester to go to college. You know, I'm only making 3000 and I'm working 25 hours per week. Maybe I need a little bit of help. Um, so that's one aspect. The other aspect is checking in on the, their tuition balance and their coverage from scholarships, grants, and loans. And make sure that we're optimizing on a regular mm -hmm. basis and connecting them to opportunities to make sure that they're lessening their debt or graduating with less debt. That's one aspect. That's the servicing part. We also layer that in with financial products. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, we offer each student a thousand dollar stipend ahead of each semester. It's a micro grant, so they don't have to pay it back. That lessens the financial burden mm -hmm. of the identified financial need. Um, and then we also put that onto a debit card mm -hmm. where there's has some basic restrictions. They can't go buy crypto or, yeah. or liquor or what have you. Yeah. But they can go purchase their book supplies, keep track of their money management, expense tracking, all of that type of stuff. Um, looking into the future, we'll continue to, you know, upscale or upscale uh, students on financial literacy, yeah. adding credit products, mm -hmm. adding a rewards program, teaching them how to invest and save. And those are things that, you know, all the basics that, that college students need um, to be able to graduate, be successful as a young professional, and then work toward whatever dream they have. And wow. uh, we're, we're bringing us back to the grassroots of banking, if we're able to some extent. On the community side, yeah. we're also enabling um, a class of donors to be able to make small donations that create a big impact. Um, as little for as little as $25 a month. Um, you can be a monthly donor and uh, support, you know, let's say five years of student, you can pay for his, uh, his books yeah. for, for the year. Wow. Um, all of those, all of, you know, all of those small donations make a big difference. And we're also enabling businesses to establish a brand yeah. and develop yeah. a talent pipeline. And that's kind of what we're really excited about recently yeah. is we're starting to see local mid-sized businesses and even enterprise-sized businesses, uh, you know, want to sponsor a fund and say, hey, look, I'm going to put together a $50,000 fund. I'm gonna support you know 25 students per year and allow them to get behind the scenes access to know what it's like to work in hospitality or media or what have you. Um, and that's where we're really starting to piece all those pieces together. So that's wow. yeah. Yeah, I feel free to add that. <laughs> yeah. well, well said, man, well summarized. I mean, one thing that I would add to that is like as a student, right? Uh, I get to keep you up to date about my progress, right? How the funds are actually helping me achieve the things that I've communicated to you as a donor that I'm, that I'm trying to do. Um, so by doing that, you get to uh, see how your uh, donation is actually helping me uh, progress over life, right? Get closer and closer to completing that degree and then eventually obtaining that, that job that, uh, that I'm you know, in pursuit of. The other thing that I would add to that is uh, the two pillars that, that David talked about they're very, very important because we talk to many students and one of the things that we learned is, yes, many of them want to understand uh, what a budget looks like, right? Many of them want to understand what their overall finances look like. That's really valuable. But that alone is not enough to enable the student to actually complete their education, right? So that funding is, is vital for the student to actually be able to, to reduce that financial burden that they have. Um, so... But that, that uh, 
funding yeah. alone is also not enough to enable the student to understand how to go about using that funding. So those two need to go together they have to. To, make, to make the magic work. Oh, it's beautiful. And the psychology of this too, right? That, you know, again, as, as two individuals who've, who've witnessed it and felt it, I should say, not witnessed it, but maybe you have witnessed it, but have felt what it's like to have to decide, is it add more hours or, or do, I, do, I, you know, do I have to leave college for a semester or whatever because I can't afford it? You know, there's a psychology piece to this too in that, you know, you're providing that peace of mind, that reassurance where the student is now not in class in their bio class thinking about like, you know, oh, I got to work, you know, till 1 a.m. tonight after I get out of class. It's instead they're able to really get immersed in the educational experience to be the best they can be. So I got goosebumps saying that's 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 pretty cool that, you know, what, what impact you are having on on these young people. And and, and I'm, I'm going to ask you too, curious, as I say that organically, like, um, is there like are there restrictions too? Like, are you uh, if a non traditional student is involved and needs support, like say a forty year old wants to go back to college, is that something that's also in consideration, or have you not gotten there yet? No, it's perfectly fine. Uh, well, here's our requirements: we're targeting low to moderate income yeah. folks um, or financially independent, meaning that you're not receiving any support from back home. We are prioritizing underrepresented classes um, just to make sure we are creating that equal opportunity. And we just want to make sure that you're enrolled at a four-year college. Uh, we're targeting freshmen and sophomores in college because we believe we can have the, you know, we can have the greater impact by starting early. Um, but other than that, you meet those qualifications and you demonstrate that you're actively in school. You know, we're gonna not just give you that thousand-dollar uh, stipend ahead of, you know, one semester. It's going to be until you graduate, and we'll continue to, you know take you from maybe financial literacy 101 to 501 uh, and continue right. to expose you to more and more professional opportunities and build your network and connections. Mm. So we're really kind of like piecing all of those or bringing all the pieces together for you to be successful um, and achieve whatever dream you want to. Such a holistic program that you're offering too. you know, you're getting the community piece, the education piece and, and you know, and then something we haven't gotten too deep on yet, which I'm curious to, to get to, but the mentorship piece too, I know it's something that, you know, having those mentors involved, you know, affording maybe some strategic, you know, networking or door opening is such a big thing. It certainly has helped me in my career. I'm sure it's helped in your careers. I would just also note that I know we've talked and I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can keep moving the ball down the field with figure out how, or is it how we can get more involved too, starting a fund. Because um, I know there's some people in town um, that we've talked about that are starting those specific funds in certain verticals to mm-hmm. then, like you said, for the fifty thousand dollar fund that's you know company ABC wants to open, that's twenty five students, man. So I'm hopeful that we, we can keep moving the ball down the field there. But so to that point, though, in the mentorship world, how does that all work? How does that weave in? Yeah. So something that we have basic out of the box is you're going to connect with a financial advisor or uh, arable financial advisor um, yeah. that you have access to throughout the semester or throughout the time that you're on the platform to help you kind of work through the financial aspects of your life while you're a college student. Um, And that is a form of mentorship that we offer right out of the box. Um, Then as you connect with different brands, they bring programmatically bring their own mentorship and access to other professionals that you can link up with. Um, So that's kind of how how things start to evolve. So if you're, I don't know, a, a finance student, you might want to connect with uh, some of our local banks, Evans Banks, uh, uh, M&T Bank, right. Key Bank, and just kind of feel for what it's really like to be out there. And, and there's plenty of folks, you know, at those organizations that want to help. So that's kind of how we bring everything together. Absolutely. Um, imagine you've got students or even parents of students that know that their student, you know, their child might qualify. 
um, how, you know, we're not at that point where how do we find you, but like, I know we talked before this, we started fully recording was there's a goal to build out that, um, the wait list, right, for students. We want to bring more students in. So how, how can potential folks that are watching this um, do that? How can they spread the word on that? And if you're a student watching this, how can they uh, get to that point with you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right now you can go to www.growarbo.com forward slash students. Uh, right there, you'll be able to sign up for our wait list um, ahead of both the fall and spring semester as we grow our fund and have more capacity to serve more students we'll start chipping away at that wait list. Awesome. Uh, so do that now and, and, and secure your spot. Yeah, we'll get that in the show notes too. Um, grow Arbol, A-R-B-O-L.com, or .com or .org. Sorry, .com. .com, .com. Um, so that we'll make sure we get that in there. Um, you know, I, if there's any miscellaneous things you'd like to cover too, I know we've covered a lot so far about the mission of Arbol, beautifully noble one. If, if there's any, you know, anything else you wanted to add that maybe we didn't cover, feel free. But I have a question more in the entrepreneurship world um, as a follow up to that. But is there anything else you wanted to add? I, I would just Please. say I would just say before we move on, yeah. um, you know, we've been doing this for about a year right. and we've been at it about full time uh, since January. Yeah. Yep. And I would say the most rewarding part has been the stories that we've been able or just the impact that we've already been able mm. to have with the students. And just a quick story. There are two quick stories. Please, no, there's no rush. Take your time. Um, one is there's a student named Sarah, so the first student that we worked with, uh, just our best, back, just back when it was just an idea. And um, we got to her through the Urban League of Rochester as a referral. And uh, she had you know, a student uh, from kind of like a modest lower income background. And she had 100% coverage with scholarships and grants. She was off at Washington University down in St. Louis, aspiring virologist, looking to, cure the, mm. Mm. looking to cure the next pandemic. Like that's wow. what she's doing. Um, wow. But when she went over there, her, uh, her, during her freshman year, she had some turbulence. Um, what her and her family weren't prepared for is the fact that she had to pay for books outside of her pocket, supplies, buy that first laptop, uh, and then also transport herself between the different campuses across town. And, you know, she was like, okay, let me go get a job. Mom and dad tried to piece together whatever savings they can kind of send her way, and they got by. But at the time, that was like the first time she was kind of rattled, GPA took a hit. Mm. Man, so we got connected in with her and that's where the concept got proven out. We were able to like find a few friends that were able to say, hey, we'll all chip in, she needed about $3,000. Yeah. So 10, 10 people were able to raise $3,000, put it right in her bank account. Ahead of the spring, this past spring semester, she bought all of her supplies on time, super settled in super confident and she's kind of back on track so it was really cool to be able to see she's like our proof of concept and that was like uh you know we love her and ah, she's still working with us that is so cool and the other one i, I think you know fabio can best sure. tell this one but we have angela as well which yeah is angela has a wonderful story so angela reached out to us uh letting us know that she was three credits away from graduating from uh, her program uh, Angela, by the way, she's originally from Zambia. Mm -hmm. she's, she's a single mother who, uh, so she left her baby back in Zambia mm -hmm. in pursuit of a better education with the goal of completing her education in about, um, you know, two years. Yeah. Uh, and two years became four years. Um, and uh, so eventually she was able to, you know, uh, meet her baby again here in the U.S., uh, but when she reached out to us, she was three credits away from graduating. She was told that 
um, she was not, she had a, uh, about $6,000 of fees um, and she needed to cover that in order to graduate. Um, so she reached out to us and was like, hey, is there anything that we can do? Uh, so we as a team came together to find a way to, to support her um, through our uh, network of donors. We were able to accumulate the funds. Uh, we met with Angela, created a budget, put all of that in place and channel the resources that she needed so that she can uh, re-enroll and, uh, and complete her education. Um, what's wonderful about this is how all of this came together, right? How we acted and, and, and together uh, were able to support her so that she could re-enroll. But then immediately right after, right, she completed her degree and, uh, and got a job. So now she's working full time uh, while taking care of her baby uh, and uh, now thinking about going back to school to pursue a master's. Ah. And she's a donor. Oh, man. So just now you see how it comes full circle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just, that's just, it, it, talk about an absolute exercise in community, the support of community, community building is just, this is two beautiful stories right there. So wouldn't have been possible without Arbol. So appreciate the two of you taking that entrepreneurial leap of faith, right, to do this full time. And, uh, and so that's a great segue. So thanks for sharing those stories. I should have just in the old noggin here, didn't didn't calculate that in my head right, but I'm glad we had the miscellaneous kind of open air because that that was, uh, those were really impactful stories. That said, you know, you're two entrepreneurs now. I know you've been a part, I know David too, you've had some startup experience. Um, you know, Fabio, I know you, you've, you've come from, you know, banking. I don't know if you've ever had a startup before this, but imagine you've got startup founders, entrepreneurs, whether they're current, aspiring, uh, maybe, you know, they, they were, but they got out of the game and took a corporate job again, but they want to get back into, you know, building something of their own. You know, just any free form thoughts on what you'd say to these individuals that are watching and listening. Just get started. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. So uh, actually I have like a bullet point or I have a list of bullet point of sayings that like I say to myself all the time. Wow. Uh, or just reminders. And one is, uh, you know, direction doesn't matter. Traction progress does just go. And I think that's one of the biggest uh, challenges that a lot of folks that are interested in entrepreneurship have is uh, having a lot of ideas, not sure which one's going to work. Just get started and then you'll get the feedback and get closer to the one that does. Uh, when we started, um, you know, we went through, I would say, maybe 50, 60 ideas that we tested out with many MVPs until we got to Arbol. So I would say if we were just standing, standing back and and kind of like try to perfect it before going to the world, we wouldn't be where we are today. Mm, so ship it, right? That's a good way to say it. Ship, ship the work, ship the product, ship the concept. And like you said, iterate from there going forward. Yep. Just get started. Beautiful. Fabio, how about you? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, find a problem that you uh, feel very passionate about, mm -hmm. right? And align that with uh, your skill sets. I mean, that's essentially what David and I did, right? This really spoke to us. And we feel we're equipped to solve that problem, given our backgrounds, our experiences, not only as first-generation college students, but also having been in, in uh, financial services for the last, uh, collectively, I mean, close to 20 years. Um, so the, when you fall in love with a problem, you're going to be thinking about it all the time, mm -hmm. right? And as you think about it all the time, uh, you are going to be thinking of new ways of solving it. You're going to be... Uh, putting yourself a little bit uh, in closer proximity to the, uh, to the problem because you're experiencing that challenge, right? Wow. So all of that is going to 
it's going to help you to uh, you know even bring your idea to to fruition a lot faster and uh, and also to start building a team around it. So I would say fall in love with a problem, be selective about what problem you want to solve for, and align that with your skill set. Problem and passion create your purpose, right? Ah, and your path to actualizing something like that—that's beautiful, really good. Um, I think in, in closing, this has been this has been wonderful. So there's we've already shared some things, you know, we'll have in the show notes, but you know, where to connect with you guys best. I'm sure LinkedIn's probably something you, you would you would default to. So we'll certainly have your LinkedIn profile uh, URLs in there so people can connect that way and reach out. But where else might we be on the website, right? I'm answering the questions as I'm asking it. <laughs> GrowArbol.com, that'll be in there. But um, I guess it would be if there's anywhere else we can find you. And then if there's any events coming up, we'd love for you to guys share that in conclusion here. Yeah. So for students uh, or families who want to refer a student, go to GrowArbol.com forward slash students. And you can go ahead and join the wait list today. Um, we're actively growing our wait list and growing our capacity to bring more students on our wait list. So join now. For folks who want to just, again, small donations create big impact. Uh, for those who want to, uh, you know, support the cause, uh, go to growover.com forward slash donate, and um, you can subscribe to a monthly donor and kind of like uh, get access to share the the stories and journey of all these students that are really making a big difference in the world. Um, as far as events. Stay tuned. Uh, follow us on all the socials. Uh, we're on, you know, primarily LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, so subscribe to our pages there, and then you know, be on the lookout for some big events that are coming this fall. Sweet, can't wait. Anything out of that, Fabio? David, probably no. Out. David Sadra is the following. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. No, that's good. That's that's it. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. Um, Looking forward to finding ways to continue to just collaborate. This was great to have you on the show with something that you know that you're doing that's so impactful. Uh, this is something I learned from Mark Sullivan, who's the CEO of, uh, of Catholic Health. He sent me a video on my birthday, and he, he I'd never heard, heard this said before, but he said, on behalf of everyone you've ever come into contact with, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The way he said that, it just it was so resonant because I've never heard that. So I, I'm going to say that to you guys. So on behalf of everyone that you've come into contact with, that you've impacted, I thank you on their behalf, and I myself, too, just love seeing people who are building communities. So uh, big kudos. Fabio, thanks so much for thank being you. here. Thank you for David, having us. Good stuff. That's another episode on the Insub Connect podcast. We will see you on the next show.